there's a rigid noise curfew in Budapest. So the only way to not get kicked out of the buildings and then lose the whole business was to say, okay, we go out every single night at 8.30. No questions asked. We go out every single night. Hello, listeners. This is Andy Steves with the Andy Steves Travel Podcast. Today, I have hostel guru Schmike Lewinsky. Schmike is part of the team that manages Budapest Party Hostels, and he is absolutely one of the biggest party animals I know. He's also one of the nicest guys I've ever met and has tons of fun stories to share. Schmike is also co-host of a hilarious podcast, The Hostel Guys. And a side note, we get into some uh, funny stories that come along with some flowery language. So if there are any young listeners in the crowd, might be time to uh, switch over. Anyways, I've got some big news to share. Next week is the season one finale. That's season, not series. So don't worry, we'll be back with much more travel action in August. I have tons of great conversations on the way too, thanks to your episode requests. We'll explore the lagoons of Iceland, hit the fashion scene in Paris, and even feature a visit with my dad and travel guru, Rick Steves. What other topics would you like me to cover next season? Just drop us your ideas in the box at andysteves.com podcast, or leave a note for us on Facebook. And stay tuned to the end of this episode to hear where we'll be traveling for next week's finale. By the way, guys, we need more reviews. So we're giving away three signed copies of my guidebook, Andy Steves Europe, City Hopping on a Budget, to our friends who review the podcast. These reviews are a great way to help us generate more listeners as we continue to develop a community of international budget travelers. Just add your rating on iTunes online or through the app that you use to listen on your device. Then just let us know with a message to the Andy Steves Facebook page and we'll drop you into the raffle. Easy as that. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy and happy travels. Sharing tips, tricks, and tales from around the globe, this is Travel for the Next Generation. You're listening to the Andy Steves Travel Podcast. Episode 21. I have a good friend of mine, Schmike Lewinsky, who I often think of as the hostile king of Budapest. So excited to have him on the show. He uh, really runs the party at Budapest Party Hostels in conjunction with a great team whom I love and miss dearly. I'm so excited to get back to Budapest while I update the next edition of my guidebook. But uh, without further ado, Schmike, thank you so much for joining me and uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Andy. I, I appreciate it, man. I uh I remember when I started my podcast and you reached out and you said you were doing one. I thought, yes, like a, a guy who's got his hand in so many like fingers and pies. That's like the kind of guy you are. So I was like, this is perfect. I can't wait to be on it. And I hope I hope you come on ours one day. Oh, that's great. Well, Mike, um, you're originally from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. As I finally call it, the jewel of the north, Scranton, Pennsylvania. You have an incredibly unique story. Uh, you ended up in Budapest. You stayed. You kind of adopted the city as your own and your colleagues and your, your hostel friends as your family. And you haven't really left. So can you take us from there till, you know, when you kind of put down roots there in Budapest? Yeah, yeah. And I'll try to give you the brief version. But I was like <laughs> a lot of people working a job to pay bills in Philadelphia. And it was a good job. I liked it, but it was just, you know, it, it always felt like a stopgap something that wasn't forever. And my brother, who owns an engineering firm, and his wife, who's like a PhD professor, he is like 
Mr. American Dream. Uh, and he would call me weekly and we'd have these great chats, a very motivational guy. And after I told him what I was getting into, he, he just, he stopped and he said, stop living an 80% life. And, uh, and I got me thinking, and I don't know if I took it the way he meant it, but I immediately was like, I've not, I've not gone away from this 200 square mile area in my entire life. And I never had thought about it. So I said, that's it. I quit my job. I moved back in with my parents for an entire year. I worked at a hospital every single day. And then I went to a restaurant every single night for seven days a week for eight months saving up money. And I went to Europe with my little brother and I backpacked. And then after three months, I went home. And you, I don't know if you know what this is like because you've been traveling a lot of your life. You, you know, your dad having the show and everything. But when I went home, I was changed. America didn't feel like an exploration as much as Europe did. And the lifestyle was what I craved. So I saved up for another year. I had the, uh, the good fortune of meeting Susie and Ian, who are the owners of Budapest Party Hostels. They started the first one. It was the, the most fun hostel in the world, 2008, called Carpe Noctum. A little 22-bed place, but that changed my life. When I, when I went back, I picked Berlin or Budapest, still my favorite cities, but Budapest a lot easier to get a job and a visa. I went there, and they let me work in the hostel while I taught English at a high school and a college. And then after that year contract of teaching, they said, hey, let's, we're trying to do something. Why don't you come along with us? I said, I've been waiting for you guys to ask me to do this. That's all I've ever wanted. And that was eight years ago. And little by little, we just, we just built this thing up from one hostel to five hostels and a bar. And we do you know all kinds of uh, boat trips. And every night we go out and pub crawls. It's It's become a big thing, you know? Oh, my gosh. You guys take your partying seriously. I mean, you walk into any one of these hostels in Budapest that uh, Schmike and the team run, you just have a a, a daily list of ridiculous parties that you can get into, from shipwrecked to spa parties to pub crawls and the craziest bars that you've ever seen in your life, and the list goes on. I mean... Do Do you know why we do that? To be the most fun party hostel in the world? No, absolutely not. And Susie will tell you the same thing. At the first hostel, there's a rigid noise curfew in Budapest that starts at like nine o'clock at night. So the only way to not get kicked out of the building, to not have the neighbors like kick like the hostel out and then lose the whole business was to say, okay, we go out every single night at 830. No questions asked. <laughs> we go out every single night. And then after a year, you win the most fun hostel in the world you're like oh shit this is a business plan now this is how it works <laughs> so that's um a party by necessity i guess uh that's that's a fun way to look at it well i mean the owners were gonna go out you know Susie well yeah. Susie is gonna go out every single night and she needs friends to go out with her she is the perfect person <laughs> to own hostels and she's the she's the queen i mean you, you joke that i'm like the king of the hostel thing Susie is the queen of hosteling the world over she totally. is she runs hot there's so many different things I want to touch on. Uh, Schmike, break it down into kind of the formula of somebody who's backpacking on the road and just needs to save up enough money, but ends up like stopping in Budapest and working at the hostels. Like how does that situation, which happens the year round world over, turn into you making a lifestyle out of it? What was the transition there for you? Um, well, to be honest, it was a lot of timing. When I first came and Susie Neen had that one place, uh, the second place we opened was called Grandia. Grandio was the first party hostel in all of Hungary, and primarily because nobody wanted to host stag groups. Nobody wanted to call themselves a party hostel because they thought of all the mayhem that was going to happen. But I think we just kind of <laughs> said, yes, give like, me that. I've yes, always let's do been, it. 
<laughs> yeah, I've always been attracted to chaos, to just ludicrous, to this like <laughs> – I don't want to have a great resume of work. I'd rather have an incredible resume of life. Mm -hmm. I want people mm -hmm. to remember the, sh the wild shit I've done. So I said, yeah, like, welcome to chaos. Bring it on <laughs> in. So at the time, they said, can you manage the hostel? I said, yeah, I'll do whatever. And I was just in from the beginning. That was it. We opened the next hostel. I move over there, and I have to help out because I'm like the longest tenured staff member. And then we open Retox, and I go and I work there for like a year. I ended up becoming just the... You know that guy in Pulp Fiction, the wolf who goes and cleans up the murders and just kind of makes everything okay? That was me. You're I'm the like fixer. The, garbage man. the instigator the fixer. and the fixer. Nice, yeah. nice. I don't mind cleaning toilets. I don't mind cleaning up vomit. And I love running pub crawls. So. You're, you're like the human mullet. I mean, you're you're all business in the front and party in the back. You know, like it's just. That's, the, that's not a compliment. That's the worst thing. You call me a human mullet. I thought we are better friends than that, Andy. <laughs> But I mean, when I met you, um, it was on a party boat on the Danube River, and I think you were in like gold tights and like a red leather jacket or something with a big tobacco pipe. Um, and I was like, yeah. yes, this guy's cool. This party hostel chain is cool. And I like Budapest. It's just one of those cities, I think I said this to you then, where you can totally just do, you can do you. You can feel uh, comfortable and uh, just happy to be who you are with the people that you're around. Because... Most of us, when we say, like, we want to be us, you are who you are when you're sitting at your house watching Netflix or making <laughs> fucking popcorn for yourself. That's you. It's probably a pretty boring version that just wants to relax. But when you come to Budapest, you could be someone else. You could be that cross-dressing guy that makes out with the girl that's way, like, punching above your weight. You know what I mean? You can be that guy. You can be that girl that sings a karaoke, although she's frightened to talk to anybody. I mean, you can be someone else. That, that's mm -hmm. a beauty of traveling, not just in Budapest, but I mean, like I, I do that every time I go somewhere else. I embody a different character. It, it's it keeps it fun. And and you're representing, you know, yourself and and your people, your nationality throughout. And uh, anyways, I, ju I just think it's so important to be open minded like that and uh, be who you are every day of the year, especially when you're traveling and making those personal connections. Oh, I, I agree. I was just thinking about it before we got on. I see so many like ads and, and people who produce like, you know, quote unquote content on the internet about traveling. And they always have like the same videos of like jumping off a cliff or like in a helicopter somewhere or by like a really nice pool. And I'm like, that's not traveling. That's not, that's not backpacking. <laughs> backpacking is being in a weird town and the hostel isn't like open yet for you to check in. And you got to meet someone on the street to tell you like where the liquor store is. But then you become friends with them. And later on, like next week, they they invite you to your home for a dinner. Like that's travel. That's that's so important now, especially when you just have this habit of grab it in your phone anytime there's an awkward silence. And I think that's where the magic of travel happens. But I feel like you guys and your hostels and your team do a really good job of helping people keep put their phone away. Can you list off any techniques that you've had besides dropping phones in uh, in pints of beer that might uh, get people off their phones? I find that getting people off the phones is simply just a matter of, of giving them something better to do. It really is. So, you know, if you're in a hostel and everyone's on their phone, then they probably just haven't sorted you out with any activities. I mean, there's so much to do during the day. So we, we find a million things for you to do. You know better than, you know, as well as I do, what there is in Budapest. So if you're going caving or you want to go to the castle district, you want to go, you can go paintball shooting. You can find places to shoot guns. You can do whatever you want, but you can nighttime. shoot AK-47s in old nuclear bunkers. I mean, like, yeah. there's just, you can Absolutely. do anything there. <laughs> well, 
up, I go every now and again, I go up to the castle district and I throw tomahawks and spears because they let you do that. It's some, some guy dresses up in old timey garb and for like three euros, <laughs> you can chuck spears at this thing like 20 meters away. I'm terrible shout, but I love it. It keeps me fresh. But at, there you at, go. It keeps at, you on your toes. Yeah. At nighttime, it's funny. It, it changes, you know. Um, if you're the guy or the girl on your phone, in at least in our bar at Retox, you're seen as as missing out because there's so many mm-hmm. people playing beer pong or flip pong, or there's a million games you can play with with a uh, like a, a bucket of beer and ping pong balls, or there's a deck of cards going out, or people are playing Twister, mm-hmm. or they're just gathering around a table and talking about where they're from. Like that's, that's the great equalizer is that when you go anywhere in the world. Not only is everyone unique, but you're unique to them. So, I mean, it's a great back and forth. If, if you forget that, then you might have forgotten why you're traveling. You know, those pictures aren't the reason. It's so important to get past that Instagram level of travel, Instagram style of travel, and really experience things. So, um, hey, can you tell us about, you, you say you have five locations in Budapest, right? Can yep. you break it down for us? If somebody's coming to Budapest, you know our demographic. We've been working with you guys for a couple of years now. Yeah. You span the range of craziness, absolute yes. craziness, and we're in the most chill option I think you can be. Okay, so the original one is called Carpe Noctum. We call it OG because it's the original gangster. It's for single travelers. If you're a single traveler, that's where you go because there's only 22 beds. So you're immediately part of a 22-person family, okay? We don't accept groups of bigger than three, so you have to be a small group. Uh, next, you have uh, Carpe Noctum Vitae. I think that's where most of your people stay. That is the every-person hostel. That's, that's like the choose-your-own-adventure hostel. You can get as involved in the drinking nightlife culture or as, you know, you know, little involved as you want. You know, you can you can wake up at six o'clock in the morning and go attack the city, come back. We do communal dinners at night. You can stay in and read a book or you can go out, stay out all night, bring someone strange home and, you know, do what you do. Like there's everything there. Um, we have the, the private hostel is for couples, basically. So if you have a couple uh-huh. or you've been traveling for a while and you became a couple with someone and you want a private uh, room, that's the private hostel. That's what we have that for. People still want to get involved. I love that location at Penthouse Privates, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I even when I'm traveling solo, I just love if I'm traveling on business or like got to do stuff or get a night's rest. I love the direct connection into the social scene. Otherwise, it's just a really nice oasis um, right in the smack dab heart of the city. You got to burn some calories getting on up the stairs. But uh, but it's a really nice place to just kind of call your own. Yeah, it is. It's it's right on Kirayutsa, which, you know, is is the pipeline right into like the party district. But you're also right there by the by the a tram so yeah it's a good location but again for for people who just want a little bit of privacy but still if they want to choose fun they can come out with us every night and then the two party hostels um which <laughs> and I, I must note the twinkle in your eye that just pops up there and then okay now let's get down to it <laughs> i just think like all of our hostels are special i've worked at every one i've uh, except the the private hostel i've worked at every one of them they're all like my children i adore them for different reasons but the party hostels, for some odd reason, are the ones that get the most, you know, recognition on anyone blogs and everything. I think Retox is habitually one of the top party hostels in the entire world. And you have to know if you go to a party hostel, if you come to our party hostels, Grandview or Retox, they are not built for comfort. They're, they're built for, for speed, you know? You're not going to get a comfortable bed. Let me tell you what you're not going to get before I tell you what you will get. You're not going to get a comfortable sleep. You're not going to get... 
the the like clinical cleanliness you would at a boutique hostel or like a, a, a wombats. You're not going to get that. Uh, you're not going to get sleep. You're you will you will have many live sex shows in your room. You will have copious <laughs> amounts of alcohol. You will put a straw in some type of alcohol and drink it for speed a couple of times while you're there. Uh, you're going to cross dress or you're going to go half naked most of the time. But what I find about about both of them and Grandio Retox are very similar. The only difference is, you know, Grandio is terrific in the summer because we have a jungle in the courtyard. It's incredible to do burgers and all kinds of food. It's listed as a garden bar, right? It is. It's listed yeah. as basically a garden bar. So we got to get to that too. But man, Grandio sounds like a uh, you, like a bully you just got to grab and hold on to, huh? You, you just ride it through your stay. Do things that, well, listen, I'll put it this way. You don't know where the line is until you cross it. And we do, <laughs> we, we've crossed a lot of lines, man. But you, know, you rein it back in. We always make sure people are safe. Our staff, I would say, and I, without knowing a lot about other hostels, how they do it, our staff are probably more trained in uh, taking care of drunk people than I think anyone in the world, you know? And it's funny, when someone uh-huh. drinks too much, all of our people snap into action. Take them home, mm-hmm. make sure there's water, stay with them all night, make sure they're okay. Like we, well, That's the number one thing. You can't be crazy unless you have the resources to take care of people because safety is so important when you travel and whether you're by yourself or with your friends. So. Uh, we might be crazy, but we watch out for everybody. For sure. And, you know, to be honest, that is one of the things that has struck me with your hostels is that no matter how ridiculous the party is the night before, you, I walk up at, you know, midnight or whatever, and there's, there's ketchup and french fries strewn all over the stairs. And then I come back 6 a.m. the next morning, and it's, and it's all cleaned up. I am impressed with how, how far your staff can take it, handle it, and then come back from the, from the brink. Um, hey, list off for me some of the silliest uh, nicknames that you guys, uh, that you've had the pleasure of working with over the last few years, because you guys take nicknames of each other to the next level. Yeah, we do. Um, man, I, I think, to be honest, I don't want to throw our guys under the bus, but I think it's getting pretty lazy recently, you know? We've we've gone from, from really good nicknames to bad ones. I don't know if other hostels do this. I'm sure a lot of places in the world give people nicknames. But, like, we always think of ourselves as, like, Neverland with a bar. So when you come in, you got to strip off that old skin. You become a lost boy or a lost girl. We give you a nickname. Now I can only speak really back in the day when I was giving nicknames to people. Um, you know, I'm I'm Schmike. That's just a shortened version of Smoking Pipe Mike because I used to smoke an old tobacco pipe, like you know, for for a long time. So that's just you know that. My other friends at the time were like it's Sexy Rob, who was just this you know Australian guy. Uh, we had uh, one guy named Titties. Titties and Hooch, they were two friends. What was great about Titties was Titties would go around and tell everyone it was a new, like every time he'd meet someone, it was a new reason why he was called Titties. Say, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take pictures of all women's breasts as I can. I was going around. It's a bet I made with my mate back home. And you can make the thing your own. I think, the, I think some of the worst ones I've ever given to people, and they're always to good people who you're trying to push them. But we called this one girl who was a yoga instructor and like like health food vegan. We called her gangbang. <laughs> and when people checked in, she'd have to say, "Hey, I'm gangbang." 
you know, let me show you to your room. And she was the last girl that would ever have a gangbang. And she's still a yoga instructor. She's a lovely, lovely girl. That wasn't the direction uh, I thought you were going to take it. <laughs> no, no. This is this is what we do. We do we say horrible things to each other. Oh, or we get God. lazy. If your name's Charlie, we just put a C in front of your name and we're up to six. So you're like C one through six, you know? It's there's no rhyme or reason. We'll be right back after this short break. This episode of Andy Steve's Travel is brought to you by our break trips. Whether it's summer, fall, or spring break, have a blast across our favorite cities in Europe. We've got the best of Central Europe covering Berlin, Prague, Krakow, and Budapest. And of course, our Italian extravaganza, Rome, Florence, Cinque Terre, Pisa, and Venice. These cities sell themselves, and we pack them with some epic adventures into a quick 10-day visit. They kick off on Fridays and finish the following Sunday. Plus, take 10 euros off any trip when you book with the promo code ASTPODCAST. Check them out at andysteves.com slash breaktrips. Let's get back to the show. So the big things in Budapest each year that you look forward to, um, I know Saget is at the top of the list. What are some of the times of the year that absolutely shut down uh, Budapest? Man, it's it's it gets the only week I would say that is without a doubt bedlam and New Year's, mm-hmm. but that's around the world. You know what I mean? That's not that's not special to Budapest. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I look forward to every year. That's what everyone looks forward to. But it's not that's yeah, that's when the city becomes bigger than the backpacking nature than the lifestyle of this. Because we we in fact like we put almost we we still run a plan every single night, but it it kind of just becomes pub crawls. Like most of our big events we can't do because we expect everyone who's in the city to go to. I mean, it's, it's, it's drawing record setting crowds, half a million people. And it's a, like a three day music festival on the Island, uh, on an Island just outside the city in the Danube river, right? It's six days. And, uh, six days. Yeah. Siget means the Island. So that's why it's on an old industrial Island just outside the city. It takes like 15 minutes to get there. And uh, you can either camp or get day passes. And then it's an island. They call it like the Island of Freedom. And basically it's just there's art villages. There's like world music. There's the main stage with everything. And, and in between there's just campgrounds and a beach. And it, it's it's everything. I mean, it's its own island for an entire week. And you'll see headliners there. Well, it's funny. It's gotten a little bit better in the past years. Like I never go for the music. That's the funny thing about this. It gets way better than the music. It's it's. Uh, Burning Man-esque that you're going for an experience, not for like to see a band, you know? But like, you know, the guy, the Flume, who had like the number one hit on Triple J Top 100 this year, like he'll be there and Major Lazer's going to be there. And I can't remember who else. They only announced like 15 or 20 names, but we've had Kasabian and I can't even remember off the top of my head. Like I said, I rarely go for the music. Rihanna was there last you year. You just go for the good time. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't like to get excited about it because I might get too drunk and miss the show. I, I don't, you know. And all you want to do is wear your sparkly gold pants. You know what? As a 35-year-old guy these days, I don't wear the sparkly pants that often. During oh, six- man. I'm going to come and steal them. <laughs> Listen, if, if you come back and you want to wear sparkly <laughs> pants with me, then I, I'm sure I can dig them up out of, out of my treasure trove of old uh, dress-up gear. We can go. 
Let's do just a quick round of the touristy things that that people got to see when they come through Budapest. Um, one thing that strikes me about Budapest is how um, experiential it is. Of course, there's some beautiful architecture, great buildings, nice churches to check out, and you can see the castle. But Budapest is all about the activity. It's such an active place. Starting off with the thermal baths and, and right on down. What are some of the most popular things for backpackers these days to do on their first three, four days? I mean, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a broken record, unfortunately. But like, you can't come in here and not go to a spa. You can't, you know. But I think we we try to tailor it a little bit to our lifestyle. So we say, pick the pick the night when you're gonna get the drunkest, and then the next the <laughs> next morning, the next morning, that's when you're going to the bathhouse, because you know we're talking about life regenerating thermal water here. Um, you know, Cecchini Bathhouse, which is up in the city park. Uh, has some, the biggest reserve of water in the city. It's, it's not one of the oldest, about 100 years old, but there's like 19, 20 different pools. Some of them are like, you know, mineral water. They smell like eggs. They're sulfuric, but they're regenerative. You get in one of those for five minutes, then you jump in the freezing cold, and then you can go into like the, the, uh, the sauna. That'll almost burn you. And when you're done with it, you jump in the cold water again. You come back out. It's the best hangover remedy that exists. So, yeah. yeah, as long as you're pounding water to rehydrate, yeah, because well, you're sweating it out in the in those baths. And so that's a good way to kind of jumpstart the uh, the cycle. Yeah, you're getting rid of all the toxins. That's literally that's what it's there for. Though. Why do you think it's existed for hundreds and hundreds of years? I mean, like they still send people there when they're sick. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a great place. The Romans, the Romans needed to, uh, you know, sweat out the wine. So all the way back then, that's where Saget used to be, uh, kind of like the bath, uh, the Roman bath island, right? Uh, or one of those up there. There was, yeah, there's something, there's something farther up the road. I, I saw it on a bike ride. I went down last year. I can't remember. We have a lot of Roman roads that are around. There's bathhouses everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere. I love it, man, because, you know, tough life, but I have to come in town and, and research them all. So I got to go try out, oh, what's Rudash like? What, what's uh, Lukash? What's uh, Secheni doing these days? Yeah. And you just go from one to the next. Do you go to like the lesser bathhouses or do you only go to the big ones? I, my favorite is Rudash. Yeah, Rudash is cool. Rudash is so old So Turkish. it's actually one of the smaller ones. Yeah, it's super dark and chill or like uh, relaxed on the inside. And you basically got one hot central large pool and then you got four smaller pools around the outside of it and those go from medium hot to super hot and you just kind of float between them all and then a cold dunk bath outside but that's it i mean it's like five or six pools in say you got like 23 or 26 it's like it's a lot when was the, when was the last time you were rudash <sighs> two years ago because they renovated it oh yeah is it much bigger now uh, now they have they have a, a rooftop hot tub oh. like pool. Oh nice! So you can like look out over the Danube now. No I way. feel like you're gonna have to go the next time you come. Yeah. <laughs> That's Mike. Tell us about um, Sparties. It's basically a rave in a bathhouse. So you have these thermal waters. You have DJs and you have everyone in their bikinis and and you know board shorts just dancing, hanging out. But a lot of people, if you're a germaphobe or you're a little scared of the sound of that, I always tell people it, it again, I use this phrase a lot, but it's, it's kind of choose your own adventure because you can, you can sit on the sidelines with your friends and hang out and have a couple of casual drinks, or you can go in and dance all night. They kind of create these man-made whirlpools in the water, which is cool. Or you can go for option C, which is get sloppy drunk and go like full <laughs> hedonist if you want. 
there's a, obviously there's a lot of security around to make sure that no one gets injured, no one gets drowned. But, you know, they give you tins of beer. You can go in the water and dance around. It, it's, you know, I don't I don't do it as much anymore. Um, mm. But I think if you come to Budapest, I think you should do it once for the experience. You know, like for science, I like to say, if you're not sure if you're going <laughs> to like an experience, do it for science. You know, experiment a little bit. And if you don't like it, it's OK. It's still a hell of a story at the end of the day, you know. Oh my gosh. I like that. Do it for science. You know, you got to know your own limits because it's, it's uh tough on the, on the old system to, to be uh, having a bunch of beer and then jumping in a hot tub a lot of times. So you gotta, you gotta be watching out for yourself too. Yeah. Well, listen, safety is a big part of traveling no matter where you go. And I think in different cities and different parties, you, you gotta take, how you take care of yourself first. Okay. If you go with friends, great. You always have some people to watch out for you, but listen, just keep a head on your shoulders. Just make smart decisions. No, no one ever thought it was a good idea to do 10 shots of absinthe and then go swimming in the water in the middle of the night. Like, no, it's not never been a good idea. You know, so have one shot of absinthe, get a glot of water and then go dance for a little while and then rinse and repeat. That's fine. Like take it in baby steps. I find that a lot of young people, they want everything right now. But yeah. guess what? Your body doesn't appreciate everything all at once and it will reject it quite often. It's called vomiting. <laughs> Baby steps to the to the spa parties. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is there anything big on the horizon for twenty seventeen for yourself, your team, the hostels, anything that's uh, big and around the corner here? Well, for the hostels, I think, you know, we're just trying to get better and up- upgraded as much as we can to to take care of 350 people that's how many beds we have at the height of summer we want to make sure everyone has the best experience so we work every single week to try to tweak the system to make sure the weekly plan is as riveting as an exciting so if you come back six months from now we'll have a lot of the parties you still love but we'll have some nuances that have changed to make it a little bit better you know what i mean so keeping fresh is a big part of the hostel for me personally me and the me and and my friend Willie with the Hostel guys are going to try and do some more, uh, some more podcasting, some video podcasts, some live podcasts. Again, you got to come on once. Um, and I also am opening up a brand new uh, cafe, bar, and tattoo parlor with one of my friends it's called the Edison. Uh, because we find a lot of people on the road are into marking their body with their trip. You want to have a little remembrance of where you were, and it's becoming a big, a big thing in the world. Budapest has really great rates for tattoos. So we're trying to give people a cheap way of remembering their trip. So that's a big part of the next year for me personally. What would you recommend? Do you think we should get the Grandio logo uh, tattooed on our bums or what do you think? There's, there, you say that like it's shocking, but that's, there's hundreds of people like that. Somebody, <laughs> I have my face is on somebody's leg. You know what I mean? We have people who get tattoos just because they lost a bet. Every every year during November, like when we do November and we raise money for uh, prostate cancer, we have people who always put their ass on the line to get tattooed. So if you if you put the most money up, you can get tattooed. My friend Rio's got I think eight tattoos on his ass just for raising money for November. So there you go. there's no idea too stupid or too great, especially if it's for a good cause. But next time you're in, yeah, we'll get something. I'm not afraid. We'll have to get started. Yeah, good stuff, man. We'll have to uh, discuss this over beers, I'm sure. You're drinking cheap in Hungary, really cheap. Hungary is well known for wine as well, aren't they? Oh, we have we have an incredible uh, set of wine districts in the south of Hungary, which are the w- world renowned. Really, they don't get as much hype as they should. And actually, a lot of people who come to Budapest will go down to the vineyards. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and we can buy liters of wine 
for like pennies on the dollar. Meet the guys who are making the wine who've been in their family for like hundreds of years. It's an incredible like experience, and that's a big part of Hungary. It's an excellent climate for it, and you're right. It, it's definitely underrated, and so you're also underpaying for it too. So that's a, that's a great budget option. Yeah, it's incredible. The only one that people know about is Tokai, which is like a dessert wine, which no one ever wants to drink. It's sweet and it's <laughs> like, I think it's, it's like shit. But yeah. if you want to have something local, you know, I mean, there, there's a wine called Bull's Blood and there's nothing more Hungarian than that to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the um, uh, town called that you can go? It's like the uh, all the wineries have like a little cellar and you can walk around from one to the next. And all, so many wine districts, they have that. It doesn't matter which oh. one you go to. So like. Eger is a great place to go. Eger is one of the closer places in Hungary where you can go walk through the vineyards, have little wine villages, go into the wine cellars, have them show you everything and try from try from all of them. But there's so many of them here. You know, so Susie, as we mentioned before, Susie, when you get her on, you can talk to her. She wanted to buy a vineyard. I mean, they're, they're so accessible when you're in Budapest. You basically get on a train going in wine direction and just get off an hour from now and you're you're somewhere where you and can try good. wine. Wow. So yeah, no, that's that's great to know. I'm trying to set up my uh, my books and my my chapters for each city as a way to like, okay, this is what you gotta do in the city for three days. Like you're gonna be absolutely full for three days. But then if you have four, five, six days, definitely think about day trips and overnight trips outside of the city. Oh, that's that's definitely a huge one. You know what I mean? Like the wine it, if you hate wine, yeah, don't don't go. It's gonna be a terrible time. But if you <laughs> even interested slightly in it, I mean, it's they they do such a great service. There's these incredible dinners you can have where you're meeting the people literally making it. We're not talking about charging a thousand euros. I mean, this is like less than a hundred euros for a return to get down there and back with accommodation to meet these people, have dinner with them, try their wine, learn the history. Like, that's travel. That's a story. You know, and that's better than jumping out of any helicopter. It's incredible. No, totally. Totally. And you get that whole experience as well. So that's amazing. What's the standard dinner cost in Budapest at a at a regular, not too touristy, but not too off the beaten path sort of standard fare? Well, like I'd say like there's three ranges. Like there's always like we have we have a small bohemian restaurant around the corner from Retox called uh, uh, Kiato, which is fa- it's a great place to do a great kuyash, but uh, it's a bohemian cafe. You know what I mean? And, and that place, I think you give it maybe 10 euros maybe basically for like your meal. Uh, then there's another place down the road called Menza, one of the nicer restaurants, but I still call it a medium level. That's more like a 15 to 20 euro kind of experience depending on how big you go. And then there's some terrific restaurants in the city, but if, if you're coming through it, get like recommendations from people who live there because there's a lot of overpriced places that just suck. Um, but one of my, one of my favorites is called Cafe Kerr. Uh, I get the same thing every time I go like beef carpaccio and a steak Rossini bottle of wine. It's about 30 euros, you know? So like it's incredibly reasonable for an elegant fine dining place that is, that does customer service really well, which Hungary is not really known for, but, I guess the nicer the restaurant, you know, the better the there you customer go. service. And of course, the hostel staff that you work with is happy to point and make further recommendations when people are hanging out, right? Uh, these guys know all the answers on all the budgets. That's that's the beauty. I mean, they're budget travelers. So the first thing they're going to tell you is where to go get the cheapest bottle of wine in the city. But when you start talking about food, yeah, they know how to eat cheap. But if you want to do a nicer a nicer dinner, there's so many of us that, that for birthdays or when someone comes back to town – we always end up going to the same nice places. So yeah, we have, we have all the answers for you. 
So, Schmike, run us through the social media and websites that we should uh, look you guys up on, both with your podcast and, of course, BPH. Yeah, well, for BPH, all you got to check out is BudapestPartyHostels.com. It's got pretty much everything there. If you want to book any of our hostels, it gives you a rundown and pictures of everything. So if you can't remember what I've said, just go check it out there. We have ratings right there for, like, craziness, comfortability. We make it very simple. Also with a lot of the programs we do every night and what to do during the day. So if you're thinking about staying with us, go to PeshPartyHostels.com. You can find us on Facebook as well because each week we do like a legends and lightweights thing. We talk about who is the legend of the hostel this week, someone who went above and beyond and was incredible, <laughs> guest or staff. Uh, and then lightweight, which is always a staff member who drank too much and did something <laughs> foolish. But uh, it's great to see. That's the real barometer for whether you're ready to come and stay with us. Check out the legend in lightweight. And if you go, this is a little too fucking hectic, then, you know, check the website out and, and decide maybe I'm a, I'm a lesser of a party God than I think. Maybe I check out private uh, penthouses or penthouse privates. The penthouse privates is, is really great. If you're, if you're scared of everything <laughs> or you just want, you just want privacy. I mean, there's a lot to be said for getting a quiet night's sleep, you know, where everything's dark and you have your own space. It's a lovely place. It really is. But, yeah, the crazier ones, you should know what you're getting into. But also, I want everyone to know if you come and stay with us, there's no harm in changing your mind. We want you to have the best time in Budapest. More than anything else, we want to promote the city. I love Budapest, my home. So if you don't find the right place with us, that's okay. You can still come by Retox Bar any night of the week. And we'll help you find something to do, even if it's not with us. Cool. How can we look up uh, the Hostel Guys? Yeah, if you want to find the Hostel Guys, either on Facebook or through podbean.com. So you can you can link us up on Podbean, and then it'll just sync to your device every time we put a new one up, which is about once a week if we haven't drank too much. But that's the easiest way to get in touch So with Podbean us. is where we can find all your podcasts. Yeah, well, you can find the last like three or four. Because we're so new at it and so bad at it, uh, the first four I think we had on SoundCloud or five, we probably have lost those to the ether. They just live <laughs> in the deep web somewhere. And the last four or five are on Podbean, but they're going to be up there for the foreseeable future. In my prep for this show, I listened to uh, one of your episodes and it just had me cracking up the whole time. So anybody who wants some a little bit of philosophy, um, a little bit of banter, a little bit of fun uh, party culture and all sorts of shenanigans, just uh, dial into the the hostel guys. And if anyone wants to check out what I'm personally up to, uh, Schmike1981 on Instagram. Schmike is S-M-I-K-E. Uh, you can see a little bit of the ridiculousness on my Instagram. I'm, I'm not scared of posting the stupid shit we do. It's it's all there for the world. I love it. Well, hey, man, I'm looking forward to uh, catching up with you again uh, when I'm back in town in a couple months. Um, hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your afternoon to uh, connect here. No, that's great, man. I'm, I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. And it's, it's nice to see someone else in our industry, like just doing it the right way. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we're friends and I appreciate being on the podcast, man. Oh, thanks, Mike. I got all warm and fuzzy on the inside. Thanks, buddy. You got it, man. I appreciate the time. Thanks. Don't miss next week because we're headed to the Highlands of Scotland. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of cool little places to explore in Edinburgh if you're going down the Royal Mile. Don't miss going off the, off the little closes and winds, as we call them. Um, so that's little alleyways, and you really get a sense for that medieval history when you go down there. Thanks again for listening. Find all show details, links, and tips at andysteves.com. You can connect with WSA Europe, Andy's tour company, at WSA Europe on Facebook. Instagram, or Twitter.
And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you next time. Happy travels.